Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of The Strong Her Way to Eat, Move, and Live. Here we talk all things food freedom, fitness, and life transformation, helping you heal your relationship to food, exercise your body and yourself so that you can go out into the world and into your life being exactly who you were made to be and how you want to be showing up. This week we are doing another client Q&A and I am super excited to bring this one to you today. Today. Um, because if you have spent any amount of time dieting, then I think that you are really going to be able to relate and resonate with where this client is coming from. I know for me, 100%, um, back in my deep dieting days, this was definitely one of those things that I felt like I was always struggling with. And really, no matter how much willpower or how much I tried not to do this or I tried to fix this, it seemed like I was never really able to get a handle on on this. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in. Okay, so the client question, help, I feel like I'm either always hungry or I am eating beyond stuffed. It's like there really is no middle ground for me. It's like when I'm being good and I'm using air quotes around good and following my meal plan, I usually am always feeling hungry after I get done eating. But in those moments of weakness, when I just kind of say screw it with my meal plan I find myself eating until I am beyond stuffed. I'm just so tired of feeling hungry all the time, but I also feel so guilty and mad at myself for eating until I am uncomfortably full. So let's all just take a sigh, take a breath and sigh because we can really relate to this, right? It's like I said, if you have spent any amount of time dieting, this is oftentimes kind of that roller coaster that we find ourselves riding, right? It's like we're either being good in air quotes, and we're completely following the plan, feeling deprived, feeling super restricted around food, and oftentimes feeling super hungry. And then it's like we can maintain that for a few days or maybe a couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden, it's like all of our willpower goes out the window. And we just find ourselves almost like making up for all of the food that we didn't eat. And then we tend to overcompensate by overeating. So I just want to acknowledge again that this is a pretty normal, pretty typical cycle if you are really following kind of that diet mentality and a lot of the dieting behaviors. And then I think I also want to acknowledge especially those deep emotions of feeling guilty, being mad at yourself, um, maybe kind of beating yourself up because you feel like you know, you did it again, or you messed up, or you screwed up. And so again, I think that is really pretty normal too. One of the things that we definitely see kind of within um, diet culture and the diet mentality is that we end up being the ones where we're completely blaming ourselves. It's completely our fault. But if you have been listening to the show for any period of time, then you know that I believe that kind of that whole dieting model is really flawed and kind of broken, right? So it's like, of course, and, you know, in my mind, the way that I'm coming from, it's like, of course, you're going to, you know, get to that place to where you are so hungry that you just find yourself eating, right? Your body is just trying to make up for all of this food. And, you know, one of the other issues that I take with a lot of diets is that it's very restrictive. It's very one size fits all. And a lot of times for 
you know, most women, they're not eating enough, especially if they are working out a ton, right? Again, that's operating from kind of that dieting model of we need to eat less, we need to move more, we need to exercise more so that we can create a bigger calorie deficit. Um, This, you know, as I'm learning more about the metabolism and especially like females' bodies and women's bodies and our physiology, it is different from men's and our bodies don't necessarily respond the same way that men's do, which is oftentimes why you will see, you know, like a husband and a wife or a man and a woman start the same diet, start the same workout regimen and start, you know, get drastically different results. So for this client, um, first things first, you know, like I said, this really is pretty common. It's uh, pretty normal, right? And it's almost to be expected when we are dieting. By nature, diets are designed to cut out calories to create that negative energy balance, right? Ultimately to try to help you lose the weight. The problem is that oftentimes they are cutting out too much food too quickly, right? Which is where you will end up losing weight for a little while in the beginning. And then it almost seems like whatever you were just doing just kind of stops working. Even if you know that you really haven't changed what you're doing or how much you're eating all that much. And so this is where, again, I think that calories in versus calories out model is oversimplified. And while in order to lose weight, you do need to have some sort of calorie deficit, it isn't always as black and white as I feel like what we have been made to seen or we have been made to think and to believe. Right. I think that our hormones play a part, especially as women. And if those are out of whack and are sending additional stress signals to our body, to our metabolism, because we're dieting, you know, extreme, we're cutting calories, we're cutting out certain food groups and things like that, or we're over exercising, or maybe we're doing both that is sending a a huge stress signal to your body. And then you factor in, you know, all of life stresses that are happening anyway, your body is just like, okay, wait a minute, we have too much going on here. We need to really prioritize like what we're going to focus on. And for our bodies, they are so smart and they really do catch on pretty quick. So if you start with a major or extreme calorie deficit, as many diets do, you really have nowhere to go or nowhere to play when things stall or slow down, right? And so it sounds like in this client's particular case, she might simply not be getting enough food especially if she is exercising several days a week. So I want you to think about this for yourself, like really look at what you've been doing from a nutrition or a diet perspective, what you've been doing from an exercise perspective, and have you been operating from that basic model of you just need to eat less and you need to exercise more in order to see the scale move. And of course, you know, if you have been kind of at that, you know, extreme calorie deficit for a while, your body is going to want to seek out more food. This is a majority of what is happening when we feel like we just kind of lose control around food and we're overeating if we've been dieting, if we've really been restricting for a while. Your body is simply doing what it was created to do, which was to keep you alive. And your body is much more concerned about preserving basic bodily functions and reproduction, your reproductive health, than it is about whether or not you have visible abs or the scale is moving or all of those kinds of things. And I think sometimes we kind of forget that, right? It's like our bodies weren't necessarily designed to look the way that the culture or the world is telling us in terms of like whatever the 
you know, trending or the in-style body style is for this moment, right? Our bodies were designed to keep us alive, to keep us reproducing, to keep, um, you know, human existence kind of going. And so we have to really think about that, that if you are within kind of a healthy range for your body, and again, you know, that's very unique, that's very individual, Um, Unfortunately, we don't really know what that ideal weight range is for you specifically, but if your body senses that you are within kind of a healthy ideal weight range for its specific needs, then it is going to really not want to lose weight. It's not really going to want to lose fat, right? And so just remembering that if you have that desire or if you have that specific goal to change your body weight, to lose some body fat or things like that, your body may not necessarily be wanting to give up that weight or wanting to give up that body fat. So just something to kind of keep in mind there. And then second, and definitely not something that I would want to minimize or shy away from, is that it definitely sounds like in this particular instance where there's the guilt and there's being mad at yourself for overeating and and these kinds of things, there's some stuff happening on that mental and that emotional level around food, um, which this definitely can also trigger the overeating and then kind of trying to rebound or make up for it by restricting food which ultimately this leads us to that vicious cycle of binging, restricting, binging, restricting. And being mad at yourself or feeling guilty for overeating, while we think that those emotions or, you know, going through that is going to motivate us to not do it again, or it's going to help us kind of stay the course or stay on track next time, we know that that's not actually true. Because if you have kind of gone through that, right? If you've tried to use guilt or feeling bad or beating yourself up to motivate you, but you find yourself kind of looping around on the cycle over and over and over again, then we know that, you know, feeling guilt, feeling upset with ourselves, beating ourselves up is not going to be a strategy that's going to work long term in order to keep you on track with, you know, whatever health or fitness or lifestyle goals you have for yourself right now. So for this specific client, and if this is kind of where you're at, if you've been dieting for a long time, if you feel like you're constantly hungry and you sort of find yourself going between those two extremes of either being hungry all the time or overeating, then one of the first things that I would suggest doing, and again, just kind of playing around with this, like looking at it as an experiment, right? You're the detective. You're trying to kind of crack the code on what your body specifically needs to be operating and feeling its best. So what I would suggest is maybe start with adding a little bit more food throughout the day. Now, ideally, I would say, you know, start by adding in some additional protein and then maybe some more veggies, because what we know is that most people, especially women, are not getting enough protein in, especially if you are active, if you're putting your body through a lot in your workouts, we want to make sure that we get enough protein. This is going to be great for building muscle, right, and kind of rebuilding the tissues that get broken down while we're working out. But protein also helps us feel satiated, right? So it helps us feel fuller faster, which can then, you know, right then and there can be kind of a natural way for you to implement portion control without feeling like you're having to track calories, track macros, or be, you know, super strict about what you're eating. So I would say, you know, start by adding in a little bit of protein and some veggies, And then you're going to want to look at filling in the rest of your meal with some healthy fats or some carbs as needed. 
The carbs and the fats, I feel like for most of us, those are really the easiest to get in. And those are typically also the types of foods that we want to eat first. And then it's like by the time we get to the protein, maybe we're kind of feeling full. But what you might notice is that if you eat a meal that is super high in carbs and fat even, you might find yourself being hungry not too long after that. So again, you know, it's just about being a detective. It's just about kind of getting to know your body, how it responds to certain foods, and playing around a little bit with the order in which you eat foods can help as well. Now, of course, all of this stuff is good, right? It's like, adding in more protein or adding in veggies or kind of playing around with the order of your meal is great. And I think that those can be super helpful. And we still want to work on having a healthy relationship to food because this is one of the things that I feel like dieting has done the opposite of, right? It's really put a lot of fear in us around certain foods. Um, This is where oftentimes that guilt comes in, right? We feel bad for eating certain foods. And so while we're maybe working on the strategy of prioritizing protein and veggies and then filling in the meals with fats and carbs, we also want to be working on our relationship with food. And this is why that is so important to work on that so that we can break out of that diet mindset, right? Out of those dieting behaviors and really find something that can feel like a sustainable lifestyle for us to where we're not going from one extreme and to the other. And let's face it, we have all been inundated and just bombarded with messages about food and our weight and our bodies our entire lives. And much of it really has been super blatant and conscious. And you might really notice some of those those things that you think about food or your body or your weight very obviously. However, I think a lot more of the messaging that we have around food is subtle and we may not really even notice it, right? We just think like, oh yeah, this is just the truth or oh yeah, like, you know, eating chips is bad all the time and that can lead to some unhealthy behaviors around food. Again, like if you have been listening to the show for a while, then you know that I went through the season of being a super disciplined, super restricted eater to the point that it was unhealthy to where I had a lot of disordered eating behaviors and tendencies. And I really do think that that was kind of spurned out of the years of dieting. And unfortunately, I think a lot of times we can look at people that are being super disciplined around food or exercise, or they seem to be really regimented and always eating perfectly. And we can kind of praise that or we can sort of idolize that and think that that is the standard that we should be striving for. But yet we may not know what's going on for that person mentally or emotionally around food. So I guess like this is just kind of that that place where I would caution you of if you are looking at somebody else and on the surface, especially, it looks like they have it all together. It looks like they're so disciplined. They're so, um, you know, they're just able to do it perfectly. I would really caution you from praising that behavior because we don't know what's happening for that person underneath. And then on the flip for that, it's looking at, you know, is that really the standard that you yourself should be striving for? And I think that that is really going to be something that you have to explore within yourself. You have to kind of look at your life and your lifestyle and all of the other demands that you have placed on you to really decide you know, how disciplined do you want to be or how disciplined do you think you need to be around food and exercise in order to get the results that you want? 
Okay, that was a little bit of an aside or a tangent, but definitely something that I feel like is important to talk about because, you know, like I said, we do want to have the strategy in place to where we can really make eating as simple, as easy, as doable as possible. And we want to work on kind of cleaning up the diet mentality and those dieting behaviors. So this is where, you know, once we kind of get some of the basic habits in line around food, and we kind of have just like these basic principles that we're operating from, I like to have my clients start to explore their current relationship to food, meaning what are their predominant thoughts and feelings towards food in general, maybe towards specific foods, and then really start to explore where those particular ideas come from. And then if we're looking at your life right now, do you find those thoughts, those feelings, those behaviors, and really just kind of that food story, does that help you, right? Is that the way, is that the relationship that you want to have with food? Or are you feeling like you're just maybe operating from kind of autopilot or default? So if you notice that you are still having those days or meals when you are eating uncontrollably and you're having a hard time stopping yourself before you feel stuffed, then there really could be some other exploration to do there, especially if you have, you know, made some of those tweaks about adding in a little more protein or veggies and kind of reordering the way that you're eating your meals and you have kind of those solid basic nutrition habits or principles in place then this is where we also want to start to explore kind of what's happening for you underneath the surface. Sometimes we overeat because eating feels like it takes off the edge of any of those unwanted or strong or big emotions that we have. Other times you might find yourself eating more than your body needs because you're wanting to just experience more of the good or the positive emotions that you're experiencing, whether with the food or at the party or that atmosphere. And we think that it is by eating the food or maybe drinking the extra drink that is going to heighten that experience for us. However, whatever reason is that you find yourself overeating, beating yourself up or feeling guilty, being super hard on yourself, and then trying to overcompensate by going to the other extreme is definitely not going to help in the long term. So if you are finding yourself relating to this client and what she was going through, you feel like you're either constantly super hungry and then you find yourself overeating or binging to compensate for that, and then it ends up being that vicious diet cycle, here are some good places to start. So number one, just focus on adding in a little bit more protein throughout the day to your meals. Maybe boost your veggie intake, add in some extra healthy fats or carbs as needed, and then really just test that out for yourself, for your body to see what you notice. Now, there are five particular areas to always kind of be checking in with. This is your sleep. So how are you sleeping? Are you waking up throughout the middle of the night? Um, Are you not sleeping super well? What's your hunger level like? Has that kind of stabilized for you or do you find that you're still super hungry? What is your mood? So are you finding that you are getting hangry, right? That's a sign that your blood sugar is not stabilized, is not balanced. What's your energy like? Do you feel like you're having that um, mid-afternoon slump? And then what are your cravings doing? Do you feel like you are really craving bread or you're craving sweets or different things like that? 
those five areas are going to be great to come back to time and time again to just kind of check in with your body, with yourself to see if what you're doing from an exercise standpoint, from a sleep standpoint, from a nutrition standpoint, um, stress management, those kinds of things is in fact working for you. Number two, work on your relationship to food. So really explore how food was talked about or treated as you were growing up. You know, what were those predominant external messages that you feel like you heard and that you are now operating by regarding food? What are your primary thoughts and feelings towards food? And are there specific foods that you feel like you feel maybe more strongly about than others? And then shifting into kind of that forward focus, how do you want to be behaving with food? How do you want to feel around food? And if you could have like any relationship with food that you want, what would that look and be like for you? What are the things that you would no longer be doing with food as well, right? So this might be that overeating. This might be that restricting. And then lastly, if you find yourself really into what we are talking about here and you're just like, I really don't know, like beyond just answering these simple questions, where to go from here, then I want to invite you to email me to set up a consult. Food can be extremely tricky and it's so emotional for us, right? And it's not even just the food. It's our bodies. It's our weight. It's how we feel about ourselves. And plus, it can be really hard, I think, to see those patterns of thinking or those patterns of operating and those habits um, from that diet mentality around food when we've really just been stuck with that our whole lives. And so this is where having um, that external set of eyes or somebody else's mind watching your brain and kind of watching your habits and your behaviors to help you understand why you do what you do with food or exercise or how you're spending your time can be super helpful. And this really is the exact kind of thing that I work with my clients on one-to-one. So if you've been struggling with food and feeling good in your body and you're really just tired of playing the dieting game, then I want you to take that next step and just reach out Let's set up a consult. Let's set up a chat and really just kind of get into what's going on for you. And on that call, you will walk away with a clear blueprint, knowing exactly the steps that you need to take for yourself to get from where you are kind of riding that diet roller coaster over and over and over again to experiencing food freedom, a fit and healthy lifestyle that really allows you to focus your energy and your time on the things that matter most. So if you're interested in that, you can email Alicia at Alicia carlson.com. Thank you so much for spending your time with me this week. I hope that this was valuable for you. And if you thought that it was super helpful and you are thinking of somebody that could benefit from this as well, please share this with them. Um, Let's spread the word and really just break up with that dieting mentality for good. All right. Have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you again soon.